right, welcome to episode 82 of Bobbycast. Thanks for hanging out. We're going to talk about uh, the top 10 underrated artists in country music. I mean, completely subjective list. I knew it would be when I did it, so. Meaning, it's just my list and nobody else's. But it's been fun. Um, should I do a sp- uh, spot first? Yeah. And brought to you by Sleep Number. Introducing the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. I have a sleep number bed myself. I have one downstairs, too. Um, so you've heard me talking about my sleep number bed and how well I sleep. And my sleep number setting is 30. And my friends at Sleep Number, which, by the way, if you need a new bed, I go to Sleep Number. Because what they do is you walk into the store. And, by the way, they only have these beds at Sleep Number stores. And you lay down on the bed. And you're down on the bed. And then you, the, the store that I went to, they had a screen on the ceiling. And it shows your body lay down, kind of like a cartoon. Nah, I mean, not like a cartoon. Like a robot. I don't know. But it's like your back, your neck, and it shows you what your sleep number needs to be. That's your setting, and mine's 30. And they have a new bed now called the Sleep Number 360, which they let you choose your ideal firmness. And when you move, it moves with you, apparently. Dang, I need that. And it also pre-warms. Huh. So, there you go, the new Sleep Number bed. And thanks for the, them for being a sponsor of the old podcast here. And it's time that you meet a bed that does all this. Going to a Sleep Number store. Savings of two to 400 bucks on the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Sleepnumber.com to find a store near you. Yeah. I'm being joined in my chair now by my dog, who doesn't get to sit in here a lot when guests are here because he jumps in the chair with them, and not everybody's cool with dogs. <laughs> and he does like to lick the leather. Yeah. He does. The nonstop leather licker. <laughs> so uh, here we are. Um, and so what happened is I started this list of what I felt were the 10 most underrated, underappreciated, whatever you want to say about it, artists and country music. And again, it was just my list. And lucky for me, I get to be around a lot of these artists, and I get to see how, how good some of them are. And the thing is, I'm probably leaving out 100 people that are amazing. But this is just my opinion. But from what I've been able to see and be around, which is a lot, I was like, man, these people, I can't believe that they're not either bigger than they are or people can't see this part of their uh, career life. So, their artistry, especially with the Luke Bryan one. And, of course, I knew there would be controversy. Also, if you make a list and there's no controversy, why even put a list out? Otherwise, nobody cares. Like, there's a reason Barbara Walters puts a Kardashian as, like, one of the most interesting people. So, people will talk about it. So, don't think I didn't put Luke there knowing people were going to freak out. Like, I was ready. For, I, I wanted it to be more, quite frankly. <laughs> but, so, I just want to roll down these and, and kind of talk about why for a second. And I started the list at number 10 with Brandy Clark. It's called Girl Next Door. Next door Mary and Brandy's been on the podcast, and I hope you go back and listen to the Brandy Clark one, because I really like Brandy, not only as an artist, obviously, but as a person. She's got three kids, no husband. She's two weeks late on last month's rent. So I put her at number 10 because, one, she can sing. She's such a prolific songwriter. And, yeah, she's been nominated for a Grammy or CMA. Grammy. A Grammy, yeah. And so, and you're like, how does someone underrate it? Well, listen, underrated is all in the mind. But she's, it's hard to say someone who's Grammy nominated is underrated. But I do feel that she doesn't get the respect that I feel like she deserves or makes the money that she should be making or has the stage that she should be getting at how good she is. 
as a performer. Um, and listen, she ain't struggling. She's not hungry because she's writing songs. So she's such a good singer. She has a new album out that's live in Los Angeles, which is a bunch of songs that you know, but it's, it's just a live record. And it's really good. It's like in a small club. So I put her at number 10 because she's just pure when she sings. And she's coming twice. And it's there are things when people come to the studio and they sit and they play. I kind of react differently. If I stare at them and I watch them, like I, I'm really into it. Or I'm like, or I'm kind of taken aback at how good or how different it is. If I'm just looking down at the board, it's not good. And, and I don't want it to be weird. Or if I'm on my computer, there's a difference. I'll flip over on my computer and do stuff. That means I'm really comfortable with the artist. They've been in about 100 times. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just go ahead and look some stuff up real quick or I'm going to check something real quick. Those are the three things that I do. Because I'm sitting three feet from the person who's playing. So if I'm watching, like I'm really into it. I'm like, wow. If I'm not watching and my head's just down, I'm like, oh, no, this is not a good look. <laughs> and if I'm on my computer and I'm kind of bouncing around, it's it's going just as good as I expected it to. But And I'm very comfortable with this artist. And they're comfortable with me bouncing around because there's just stuff to do. And number 10, Brandy Clark. And I, I hope you guys check her out. She's I hope you listen to, to Bobby Cast with Brandy Clark. At number nine is Craig Campbell. She's getting... There you go. Lord, when I die, I want to live on the outskirts of heaven. You know, Craig hasn't had a bunch of commercial success. He's had a little bit. You know, he had, uh, Wish I could close you know, my out of my head. Not have to see you smiling. Yeah, yeah, can't get you out of my head. Another great Bobby cast to listen to because Craig was playing side for Luke Bryan. He was playing the keys. And there was a point where Luke basically fired him because he was like, hey, I know you want to go pursue your own career. Go, You should go do that. Like, get out of being in a band and the comfortableness and go and try to be a solo artist. And, you know, a lot of these guys, you hear their songs out of a studio, and they all sound – they don't sound the same as – meaning some songs are better than others. But they all sound the same, like sonically. They're all good quality songs. But whenever Craig Campbell performs live – and he sings because he's come he's come out and played with Raging Idiots before, and he's played on the show many times. You're just like whoa! And he can play everything. He can play the piano like freaking Beethoven. He's like country Beethoven, <laughs> and you don't expect that from him. And he plays the guitar, and then he sings. And he is for people that are looking for like that ultimate country traditional artist, like that's Craig Campbell. And to me, it's crazy that he hasn't been the one to cut through on that level because. Inside the format, there are all these little sects, S-E-C-T-S, sects. Uh, there's the progressive guys. There's – I say guys, guys, girls. There's the right down the middle putting out just the standard hits. And then there are the people that are very traditional. And Craig Campbell's one of them and just such a pure singer, can play multiple instruments. And I've said before that the fact that he's not a, a star is crazy to me. Just – you know, his first label, whenever this song came out, Out of My Head, I believe, the label folded while it was climbing the chart. The label was like, this is his biggest song. I, I believe it was this one. And then Outskirts of Heaven was so good, but Stupid Radio, stations wouldn't play because it was too slow. Which puts me on a whole other topic, but... That's number nine. At number eight, I put Luke Bryan. Probably my most controversial pick of all of them. I feel like he's the biggest artist in the format. Why is he underrated? I agree. He's the biggest artist in the format. Absolutely. 
But you can be super highly rated and still be underrated. And where I think he's underrated in his songwriting ability, in his actual artistry of sitting, playing a piano, playing the guitar. Like I've just seen him sit and play a piano and sing. And it's like people aren't going to see this part of Luke Bryan because he's the guy who puts on a fantastic show. Because of his showmanship, he gets penalized for how good of an artist he really is. And it's a weird thing because the bigger he gets, the more people forget how good of an artist he is. The bigger he gets, the s- people see the superstar. The da- and he even said it on our show. He was like, you know, I, I, I'm not wearing pants as tight anymore because that's what people start to know me as, tight pants Luke. You know, I, And he said something to that, that, that effect. But I put Luke there because people just go, oh, Luke Bryan, that's the guy who dances around tight pants and gets all the hits. But you know the reason he gets to dance around tight pants in front of 30,000 people is because he's been a crazy good artist for years and years and years before that. Like he had to work up to be able to be tight pants Luke. And so he had to work up to get the American Idol job. It's not like someone was like, hey, you shake your butt and you, we can give you some good songs. You go on up, big fella. That wasn't it at all. He had to be a, an artist and a lot of failure. He had a bunch of songs that didn't make it early. He went through a ton where song. So the Luke Bryan that you know now is not the Luke Bryan that I have been lucky enough to see at times when no one else is around. So I put him on the list because I think people just see Luke Bryan now as the guy that wears that same hat, wears the tight pants, and gets up there and shakes it and sings the hits, you know? But he's also the guy who writes the songs. And I've said it before, like even Billy Currington, Good Directions, was a song that Luke wrote. And, you know, people, I don't know if people know that. Ten, nine, eight of Luke Bryan. Number seven is Charlie Warsham. I'm a huge Charlie Warsham fan. I don't know that there's an artist on this list that is as respected in town by other artists as Charlie Warsham. That's a lot to say because there's some great artists on this list. But when Charlie Warsham will do something in Nashville and he'll do a some kind of night at a writer and people like Eric Church came to a Charlie Warsham <laughs> small thing like that's how respected Charlie Warsham is because he can play the guitar so eloquently and perfectly and he is such a kind guy and people say he's the best guitar player in town I don't know I haven't met all the guitar players in town the world keeps like an old I feel like he hasn't the right song yet but when Eric Church shows up at your thing, that's pretty freaking cool. And I love Charlie's music because it's not super traditional. It's not like cowboy hat country, but it's it's, it's it is country. And you don't even debate it because some music you're like is this, I don't, I don't even like assigning genres, frankly. But. People are like, I wonder if this is country. Just even you don't ever ask that about Charlie Warsham, yet it's still not super traditional. It's a weird mm-hmm. line with his music. Because no one goes, eh, I don't know if this is country. But he's not cowboy hat country at the same time. But and he's a guy, he's such a smart guy. Like I think he, you know, because we've done a bobby cast with him and the fact that he plays he's as a kid played all those instruments. Didn't he play like the uh but what did he play? It was so crazy to me. He played like the accordion or something. I don't even know what it was. But anyway, Charlie Warsham, 10, 9, 8. Is at number 7 on the most underrated artist list? I encourage you to check out his new album. 
Cut your grooves up there. I mean, if there's like a John Mayer of country music, and not even just for the guitar, but just the cerebralness of him, it's Charlie Warsham. If there's like a John Mayer of country music, and I, I don't say John just because of his guitar playing skills, but John Mayer's like on a different level in his mind. Like he sees things differently, he talks, he's quick, he's super smart. Wherever you are, he's about a step ahead of you looking down at you going, nah, nah you're <laughs> stupid. You know, so Charlie Warsham to me is kind of the John Mayer of our format. And I'll say stupid in a bad way, but like he's just in a different place in his brain. Uh, Blue Apron. Oh, love Blue Apron. For less than $10 per person, per meal. Got him. Got an email. Just got an email. Wonder if it's from Blue Apron. Saying your new Blue Apron's here. Ouch. How these shorts? These zippers are like cutting me. Um, all right. Let me turn my phone down. Uh, Blue Apron, by the way. You, oh, let me tell you what you can make. Uh, garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad and roasted purple tomatoes probably think I can never make that you can with Blue Apron skillet vegetable chili with cornmeal and cheddar drop biscuits you can the Blue Apron they send it right to your door and for less than $10 per person per meal Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals and so they come to your door there's a car that tells you how to make it so you don't have to worry about that and again the pre-portioned thing's a big deal so you have to buy a bunch of extra stuff and it's guaranteed to be fresh. It's just, it's so easy because you can put them in your house, three or four of them, and you don't have to cook them. You don't have to eat them right away when they come. You just make them whenever you're ready. Uh, I love Blue Apron for a limited time. Blue Apron will be delivering recipes inspired by the winning dishes on MasterChef. Ooh, turn into MasterChef on Fox. Wednesday at 8, 7 Central. Or visit Blue Apron starting August 24th. BlueApron.com slash BobbyCast to get your first three meals for free. You should really try that. BlueApron.com slash BobbyCast. First three meals for free. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. All right, so we are at Brandy Clark 10, Craig Campbell 9, Luke Bryant 8, Charlie Warsham 7. This Cody Johnson, I've known about it for a bit because obviously I lived basically 15 years in Texas, and I love Austin, Texas so freaking much. And when you're in Texas, you meet a lot of the Texas country guys. And Cody put out a record, his last record, which I thought was really, really good. With you, I... And it was the first time I'd really been drawn to any of Cody Johnson's music. And I remember playing it on the air. People were like, what are you? I've never heard of this guy. This guy can sing. Now, he's cowboy country. He's Texas country. The Texas country thing's a little weird to me because I have so many friends that do it. And they can't act like they want to make it on a national level. I hate to say even national country because there's a lot of Texas people here. But they can't act like they want to make it. They have to act like, in case they don't, that they didn't try. And so I have art. And I'm not even going to call friends. I've said it before. Like, they're secretly trying to get deals in Nashville. And if they don't, then they're like, oh, Nashville sucks. I don't know. Do that. Listen, I, I don't care where you live. I don't care what. If it's good, it's good. And, you know, Aaron Watson's doing pretty well right now. I think he's got a song at like tw- in the 20s. Mm-hmm. So, but nobody cares where he's from. Eli Young Band, when they crossed, they're a Texas country artist that, that crossed over. And here's the deal. If you go from, like, Texas country to a national act where you're getting to tour, the doors open for you a lot. Um, you make more money. You get to support your kids better. Uh, you nicer clothes. You get to give to your church a little more. So, you know, it, I just know a lot of the of Texas country artists that have to on the front go, ah, hey, this Nashville stuff's stupid. 
I love Red Dirt, but secretly they're in town trying to get record deals. They're texting me like, hey, can we get dinner? But I like them. Like, they're my friends. So I, or I would just throw them under the bus. <laughs> but <laughs> but I get it because it's a, it's a culture and you still want to make – you still want to play to your base. And there are artists because of that culture in, in Texas – like Nashville, I, I don't even like to call them Nashville because most people from Nashville aren't from Nashville. Mm-hmm. That's the weird thing in the Nashville. Most people here, they're not from Tennessee. Like they're from Georgia, Alabama, some from Texas. Not many from Arkansas, oddly. California. It's California, yeah. There really are. So um, I like Cody Johnson. I don't even like to call him a Texas artist because I think I don't like separating them. I just think he's a great artist and he can sing and. I really liked his last album. With you. Here, I'll find another one. I think on YouTube I did a video of like five artists I thought were fantastic. A bit ago, and I put him in there. So it's not my first time to think Cody Johnson's awesome. Probably the least known, because he hasn't really crossed over a lot uh, yet. But man, I think he has a potential. Um, but like uh, Granger Smith deals with that. You know, he was what was considered a Texas artist. But Granger did something I haven't seen anybody else do in the Texas artist scene. He built it all himself, and he had all the leverage in the world, and he had millions of followers and fans, and people were chomping at the bit to sign him. He didn't didn't come begging. And he was like, if it happens, it happens. It was really amazing. And and I'll say this. Granger and I are are close. Like, Granger and I text, and we see – He's one of the few that were like, when the hurricane happened, I just called him. I was like, hey, dude, if something, you know, we may need to do something together if something else doesn't happen. And luckily, a lot of people got together and started doing things. Uh, but Granger came to town, and everyone was like, wow, we need this guy. But, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Josh Abbott band, Eli Young band, you know, Pat Green did for a bit and had Wave on Wave, which is a big national song. And then I don't think his second song worked. So they went back to Texas country. It's like, ah, national <laughs> sucks. I would do the same thing. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd be like, I'm gonna try to make it. <laughs> and then if I don't, I'll be, be like, suck. <laughs> they're all sellouts. Everybody's just trying to make it. You can't hate on ever trying to make it. And what happens too in that culture of Texas country, when an artist does go to make it, everybody else start, hates starts hating on them. Which is how America works. When someone starts to get success outside of your bubble, you're like, oh, they're, they're sellouts. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like Cody Johnson a lot. My point. Now I like Texas country, but I don't like calling it Texas country. And it's just like national or national country. Some of it sucks and some of it doesn't. Same thing with what's quote Texas country. Some of it sucks and some of it doesn't. <laughs> Same thing with pop. When I was working in pop, a lot of it sucked. But some of it was really awesome. <laughs> when I was working alternative, like that was the weirdest format for me because I absolutely loved about two songs an hour. Loved about two. Like I'd be like, this is my favorite songs. And then the rest were just total crap. It was the weirdest. It's such a range, though, an alternative. <laughs> it, would, oh, it was, and it would be the weirdest thing. And I would hate. I would think, like, how are these even songs? <laughs> but then something would come on, like uh, when Milky Chance first started coming out. I'd be like, this is freaking amazing. But alternative is dead. Now, obviously, if you know me at all, I don't like the fact that there are formats. I just love music, and uh, yeah, they're sucky and there's great and, and different. But the good thing is, we get to be, you know. To get to pick ourselves. Okay, so there's Cody Johnson. I encourage you to check him out. We're now in the top five, my most underrated artist list, and I picked Lauren Elena. Now, 
Now, Lauren and I have spent some time together. She came and opened up for the idiots. She's been on the show a few times. I'm going to tell you, she is as good a singer as anybody in Nashville. That's it. She is. And people don't know that. They know she's a good singer. But you can name somebody, and I'll be like, yeah, she's good as them. It's tough. She's as good as anybody in Nashville. Now, depending on your tastes, now maybe you like Stapleton. Stapleton's as good as anybody in Nashville. Now, if you don't like, maybe, because I was with some people from my heart, and they're like, yeah, he really can't sing, but... And they don't know much about country music. The people I was with the iHeartRadio Music Festival, they're like, man, he can really sing, but I don't really like his tone. They felt like his tone was a little aggressive. Like his voice. Mm. Like, Because oh, okay. he does have the, a, a very good... But he's sing. I love... Listen, my favorite story to, to tell, because I go to these meetings sometimes, and a lot of clients will want to start some sort of new music thing with me. They're like, hey, let's break some artists together. And for me, I kind of hold that... Like, I, I take a lot of pride and I don't want to just sell that to someone unless like they're really in it too and they can help me promote what I want to promote so there's been three or four major clients that I've said I don't think this is a good relationship um, because they want to do it like every Thursday and you know what I don't think there's a good somebody that I feel like putting my neck out every Thursday like I just don't so but what I'll do is I'll tell the story a long time ago and it's been close to three years now there was this guy and I, I I was familiar with one of his bands and I knew he was a songwriter in town and I remember calling him on the air one of our sales girls named Kathy I was like hey can I get this guy's number and she texted me his number I called him he was in the shower and he's like hey can I call you right back we were on the air I was like hey can I call you right back and I was like yeah 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 so calls me back on the air put him back on the air I mean he was an unknown uh, songwriter and so I was like hey dude will you come in and sing I'm like yeah yeah Super nice. Comes in, plays, sings. Blows everybody away. I invite him back. Comes in, sings. Blows everybody away. What comes in, sings. That three times too. Sings, blows everybody away. Had written some hits for other people. And uh, he'd played them. Played the covers. Not covers when you write them, but he would play the, the songs that he wrote for other people. Hits. And I remember my boss going, hey, people are upset that you keep bringing this guy that nobody knows into the studio. Because he's not testing. Our audience doesn't know him. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. He's really good. Like, there's a time when we should just worry about the quality not if it's unfamiliar because he's so good that unfamiliar doesn't matter. And I got into a little bit of trouble. And then it turns out, smash cut, CMAs, it was Chris Stapleton. And he put the record out and nominated with Justin Timberlake, launched him into superstardom. That's like one of my favorite stories ever because I got into trouble for putting Chris Stapleton on the radio. And now people like, and we have a whole library of Chris Stapleton. Yeah. <laughs> we have an entire library in our studio like every of Chris Stapleton coming in and playing everything from Traveler, yeah. every co- you know songs he'd written for Luke Bryan, Drink a Beer, Josh Turner, because he would just come in and be, be like, "I'd love to play. This is awesome." He's like, "What, have, what haven't I played yet?" Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would come in and go, "Bobby, what haven't I played?" <laughs> and we'd figure out, we'd look at a record, or you know, even like, "What are you listening to?" Before Traveler came out, he'd mm-hmm. play that. You know, "What are you? Li- is it a cover band?" You know. So, uh, my point is. Lauren Elena, to watch her sing in person, is that kind of power. She's such a great singer in the land of great singers. She's as good as anybody. I'm not saying she's the best because that's a taste thing. But she's as good as it. I've seen Lauren Elena, sick, come in and sing better than people. Better than great. Sick. She's good. She's like, like, whoa. You know the weird thing, too, about um, 
and I'm going to lump her in, but she's going to be one of the better ones, if not the best. When you have to sing on a reality TV show, you're really good. Mm-hmm. They don't come in the studio, and they may not be famous, but like you know who can sing her freaking brains out? It's Kelly Pickler. She hadn't had any hits in a while, and she's not a label anymore. But she would come in, and I would be like, oh, my God. But you don't go on those shows. Cassidy Pope, she mm-hmm. opened for the Idiots for a while, and I was like, oh, my God. You don't go and win those shows. Danielle Bradbury. Yeah. When you go on those shows, you have to be good. And they come in and fame or not, if someone goes on one of those reality shows, and, may, and maybe not now, I don't know, because I haven't seen anybody in the last couple of years, from in the last couple of years of shows, I don't know if they're watered down or not, but they're really good. And Lauren was one of them. Even when Scotty McCurry comes in to sing, you're like, dang, he's good. You know, he sings like this. And you're like, you know, it's kind of, when he talks, it kind of sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> and then he sings, you're like, you know, but but, he, but he's really he is really good. So anyway, I put Lauren Elena at number five. At number four, my most underrated artist list as I make the list, I put Kip Moore. So God made girls like you, make guys like me. I've developed a new appreciation for Kip over the last year. I always thought he was good, but again, as I get to have personal relationships and see how much the art is important to them, how good they are. Not just in a studio. Because that's the thing. Studio can make anything, but it's not good. You ever heard the Raging Idiots? That's us in a studio. <laughs> I mean, we're good live too, but it's different. We're crazy fun live. But we go in a studio, you get bells and whistles. You get you get the best players. You get everything in the studio. That's why Lindsay Lohan can put out a song. And it sounds pretty good. <laughs> that Lindsay Lohan song? Do you remember Rumors? Do you remember that song? Yeah. I'll come back to it. Remind me. Because it was good. Everybody, everybody used to hate on it. I was like, well, you, you can hate on Lindsay Lohan. But don't hate on rumors. That song was kind of the jam. But Kip Moore, which at one point in our life we did not get along because I was like, Kip, relax with the cell phones. I'm telling everybody to put the cell phones away. It shows. But once I got to know him and we'd spent four or five – because we went to breakfast. We got we were not on good terms. And we just were like, let's just go talk about it at breakfast. I've told this story before in different places. but And then we talked for a while and I was like, he's just a very passionate guy. And I cannot agree with them, but I have to respect the fact that he's super passionate. Like, I don't have to agree with a lot of people, but I can respect them. And so I don't agree with Gip when he's like, put your cell phones down, I'm playing. Like, I would never do that. But I don't have to agree with them. That's his thing. But I respect it because he's like, I'm here. I've been working on my music. I want you to take this music in. And I respect that about him. And man, the guy, like he had, there's a drum beat, right? And he has his own, and he plays to his own. And he just walks along to it. And... That's just what you want to do in life. If you can figure out how to just live your life your way and just say F everybody else. And, and Kip does that in a lot of ways. Old school Kip there. Especially musically. So, yeah, I like Kip. He, Kip's not one that I would sit around and joke around with. Didn't have, he's not the funny guy. Not a real sense of humor guy. But he's someone I can sit and talk about music with. And like really get down into it, and that's that's a really cool thing, and so and he's a hard work, really really hard worker, and he's crazy, and I'm crazy too, and crazy recognize crazy. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, yeah, I get where you're off just a little bit. So that, that's kept more at number four. Um, I his authenticity as an artist, his passion for the artistry, and not about making songs that just sound good on the radio. That was the scale tipper for me. I may have put him on the list anyway, but, but just spending time with him, like, and he's good. You, also, you have to be good to be on the list anyway. 
At number three, someone that just nobody's paying attention to yet, and one day she's going to pop, and everybody's going to be like, how did I, in the world did I not know that she was even killing it? Is Aubrey, Money. Aubrey Sellers? Money's going to get a little bit tired, but it's okay, it's all right. It don't take a whole lot of cash to sit here and cry till you come back. I don't even know why she hasn't made it. Her songs are hooky and catchy. And yeah, they're different, but it's not like... They're not, cra- it's, they're not crazy different. She did a whole record with no acoustic guitars, but who cares? It's not like you can't... This song, Sit Here and Cry, it should, be, it should have been a radio hit. Money's gonna get a little bit this is a country song. It's okay, it's alright. It don't take a whole lot of cash to sit here and cry till you come back. I love Aubrey Sellers. I love her music. I like her. She's super smart. She reads like three books a week. <laughs> like, just a... It, you know, she's been out with us too um, on the road, and I got a chance to get to know her. And I think Aubrey Sellers and her record is awesome. Liar, liar, you know, she's someone too who went in and was like, I want to do a record this way, and she just did it. And she's like, If it doesn't work, I took my chances and did it my way. And I'd rather fail doing it my way than fail doing it somebody else's way. So there's something to be said for that. Aubrey Sellers is at number three. And so here we are at number two. And again, this is someone who's nominated for Entertainer of the Year. So, yeah, it is a little weird to put uh, Luke Bryan, Entertainer of the Year, biggest star. And Eric Church is nominated for Entertainer of the Year, too. Catch me around here, Different thing with Eric Church, though. Everybody knows Eric Church is just a maniac. At doing live shows. I thought one of the coolest things he did was the Hold My Own tour when he goes up by himself and he plays for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Goes to water fountain, gets drink water, comes back. Touch all that. Like, that's cool. The fact that Eric Church has developed this church choir, he has such a dedicated fan base because he does things. He just goes out and crushes it and puts it all out there. And, you know, when they did his um, uh, Mr. Misunderstood, right? I don't think that's the one. They sent it out to, for free to all the fan club. And there was some controversy to that because from what I know, and I'll speak completely just for me and, and I can mess the facts up, the record label got mad they did that because they're like, here is a guy who's going to sell a ton of records, especially to the fan, his huge fans, yet he's sending them off free records. And so from what I've heard, there was some animosity there between like the label and church's people and church. Church wanted to... He's like, these are my fans. I'm going to get to them for free. They're in the fan club. And then the label, understandably, because they're in the business of making money off of music. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you giving people for free something they would for sure buy? Like, we're in this together. So I understand both sides, but I, I look at just the Eric Church part of it and go, man, like, dude loves his fans. And, man, they love him back. Holy <laughs> cow. I think he gets overlooked for Entertainer of the Year a lot of years, as, as he's nominated this year. But I think he gets overlooked a lot because he's not the guy that's out doing a bunch of press. He's not out doing a bunch of bunch of big festivals. He does some. He's not the guy that's that's trying to fit in at all. And so because of that, you get penalized a little bit. Church gets penalized. Sam Hunt gets penalized. And I've said before, they're they're similar in that they just don't care. And I've compared them many times. And every time I do, people are like, they're not the same. 
Yeah, no crap. They're not the same. I didn't say they were the same. I said they're similar in the way they don't care and they're monsters. And they're, they are so successful, both of them, and partly because they just don't care. They DGAF. Yeah. They don't – yeah. I said those <laughs> letters right. So at number two, Eric Church. Round here, buzz. Song Catch me around here, buzz. You are- so I'm just kind of giving you guys background as to why I picked them. Um, number one, and if you're like, man, if Eric Church is at number two, who would you put at number one? And number one, the Raging Idiots. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even disrespect my own list by that. <laughs> I had number one, most underrated artist is Brothers Osborne. Well, it ain't my fault. And how do you say, well, they want a CMA for duo, or they want for CMA for vocal, or it's uh, ICM for duo. But no one expected them to. I mean, they're a rock and roll band. I mean, they're a, they're a rock and roll country band. Like, those guys are so freaking good. John plays the guitar. He did, there's an eight minute solo at the end. I think it's eight minutes. It's going to stay a little longer. It's like, it's like listening to magic. It's like, wow. They did, uh, well, you know, we had. Robert Eaton in and Robert Eaton put a, like that on TV the solo when I, when I watch John play it reminds me I'll go back to the John Mayer thing where it doesn't look effort it looks like if I were and I if I were just going for a run like I gotta put a little work into it I gotta look at where my, I'm stepping but mostly I'm just subconsciously doing it I'm subconsciously running I'm not thinking about every muscle on my body lifting and going down I'm not looking at every step I have to take I'm making sure I don't step on a rock I'm watching for cars but mostly, I'm just out running. That's what it reminds me of when he plays guitar. He's out taking a jog. Like, he's so good at it that he's out taking a jog. And he wants to veer left. He can veer left. He wants to veer right, he can veer right. But he's got it under control. And so he is, and obviously TJ is distinct and is just a, a, a powerful, gritty singer. And this here's the jam. And it's, I think it's like top 10 now. I don't know when you're going to hear this, but I hope it's the number one song. I don't know that by looking at it now, I don't know if it is or not. I, I would like for it to be, but I'm just looking at like the metrics. And they're different. I love that about them. Like, they're just in your face. We're two dudes. We're not trying to be pretty. We're just playing. So we're playing rock and roll country music. And like, they go places and play. They play the theater and... California and the roof caved in. So then they got on the bus and play on top of the bus. They just are music. They're, they're just, we're here to play music. We hope you like it. And if you don't, that's okay. But if you do, we're going to play a lot of freaking good music for you. Yeah, Brothers Osborne to me, the most underrated act in country music. Blame my reason on my name. Blame my name on my reason. That's number one. Why can't I get my music up over here? Because I wanted to play Lindsay Lohan Rumors. <laughs> but for some reason, this won't open right right there. Yeah. Oh, I got to do the old force quit to get it to open back up. Back hurts in this chair. We, we have to get... We're in the 80s now in these episodes. We've got to get... I say that our radio studio sucks even worse <laughs> than this place. But we... um. We gotta get 
a better studio. Uh, listening on this computer. Okay. Lindsay Lohan Rumors. This song was good. And you know what? Suck it if you don't think so. <laughs> because I know it's a pop song. But I don't like pop songs. Okay, but whatever. But when this thing came out, it was kind of cool. Probably 10 years old or whatever. So I was like, all right, so I feel like I'm driving down the road. I thought you could rap over this. Uh, yeah, uh. Like if someone said this is Calvin Harris, we'd be like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Calvin Harris and BB Rexa, this song is amazing. 13 years ago. Yeah, is it? That's a pretty good beat, though, right? Even still. I mean, come on. <laughs> you, you can say that maybe that doesn't hold up with today, but that was, that's kind of the jam. Do you remember Paris Hilton when she put out a record? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she had Stars Are Blind. Again, not a terrible song. Because you get people the right producers. Here's Paris Hilton, Stars Are Blind. How long were we in about that? 37. Okay. Here's Paris Hilton. I remember playing this on the radio and I was like, I hate Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah, song's not terrible. Uh. I mean, if Demi Lovato does this or Selena Gomez, this is a hit right now. I'm waiting for the chorus here and now I'll move on. On my own, and it wasn't Lindsay Lohan song on my own either. But they're not terrible pop songs. I mean, Ashley Simpson had the jams. Uh, <laughs> like Mike D and I were talking about this last week. We started on Ashley Simpson. She had the jams. Like Pieces that's, of Me was the jam. I still go back to that song. It's like in my head randomly. This one, yeah. The pieces, pieces, yeah. pieces of me. Waiting. Tuesday, I'm fading, and by Wednesday, Wednesday, I can't sleep. She was such a big deal for a bit. Then the falling, I hear you, and the darkness is a clear view. So come to rescue me. Oh, with you I fall so fast. I can hardly catch my breath. I hope it. Dog's like, what's happening? Oh, like, that was the jam. You know 
that was the jam, and then the SNL thing happened. But I'm gonna tell you what the song I liked the most from her was this L O V E. It was so good. You know that L O V E? Was it after that one? Yeah. Listen to this one. Yeah, she had two of them. I'll play you a couple. Ashley Simpson here. Get into the good music. In a circle and clap your hands. This is for you. Ups and downs, highs and lows, and no matter what, you see me through. My boyfriend, he don't answer on the telephone. I don't even know where the hell he goes. But all my girls, we're in a circle and nobody's gonna break through. Then Lala, I listen. I was kind of an Ashley Simpson fan. <laughs> you remember this one? Yeah. It, it kind of a little punk yeah. vibe to her. Either voice. Dress me up in diamonds. You can dress me up in dirt. Which song was it that she screwed up on? That's another piece of me. That piece of me. That she just did like a hoe down. Yeah. <laughs> a little jig and then yeah, ran off. Dance and then ran off. That was Blame a big the band. <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah. Jam, like, I mean, you can hate it if you want. I mean, come on, what are this? Hillary. Remember Hillary Depp so yesterday? Uh, <laughs> Do you remember this one? I remember this one, yeah. So yesterday, so yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a good one. You can change your life if, if you want it. You can change your clothes <laughs> if, if you want it. <laughs> come clean. Hillary Depp had some jams. Anyway. Hey, don't forget, you can check out the podcast from uh, Whiskey Riff called Whiskey Riff Raff. What did they talk about in the last one? You remember? It was like growing up as like lower middle class 90s kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those guys are nuts. Uh, listen, if you're scared of bad words, it's probably not the best one for you to listen to, but I think they're funny. And uh, we don't curse on this one, but you know they're, uh, they, they talk about country music from a fan perspective and sometimes just life. So you can go check them out. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to, uh, it's called Whiskey Riff Raff from the guys at Whiskey Riff. And that's uh, that'll do it. I think we're good, huh? Yeah. Do we want to uh, leave on some Vanessa Hudgens? Ooh, what you got? What was our biggest song? Uh, you can't pick any of High School Musical. Take my hand. That song sucks. Did she have one outside? Of high school? I, I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't think she did. <laughs> I'm looking and I don't see anything that was You are fine, you are sweet, but I'm still Oh sounds terrible. Yeah. Ashley Tinsdale. Well, that sounds terrible. Alright, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> We've now gone down a rabbit hole that I need to get out of. Hey, um which one do I where's that music at? Which uh soundbite? Yeah, yeah, I got it, thank you. All right. What episode is this? 82. 82, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. Thank you for listening to this. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, thanks to Blue Apron, thanks to Sleep, number, and we'll see you. Uh, Devin Dawson. Yep. Will be the next one we do. Devin Dawson got that, uh, got the song. 
You can never do but eyes on me. You can never do but eyes on me. And you can never do but eyes on me. That song right there. Put it all on me. Just yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the, those are the exact words. He's next. Um, I think Busby's coming up. Mm-hmm. Big time producer, writer. Uh, did a lot of Keith Urban stuff. Did a lot of stuff. So we got some cool ones coming up. You know it's a jam. This is right here. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Do you know that I, I was talking about that on the air. I was like, because this is Portugal the Man. Feel It Still is what it's called. Talking about songs that sounded like, and I hear that song. Hey, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. You know, from the old, like, maybe like 50s. I'm not even sure. Let's see, Google what's on here. And um, I, I didn't look it up, but apparently he did give writing credit to them. I wasn't even saying, like, you should give writing. But I was like, this song's not so much like it. They should. And some listener was like, hey, douchebag, there is I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't saying that he didn't. You guys act like I check my facts. I just say stuff. Yeah, it's, the 60s. It's probably called Mr. Postman. Please, Mr. Postman. Yeah. The problem was, Ray put up a weird version. Is it the Marvel Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. This part here. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. So that's that sped up on this one. Did you hear it sped up? Yeah. Did you before? No. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. I got it now. My ears. Like little angels inside of my head. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Sped up. Boom. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Gotta go. What episode's this? 82. 82. Thanks for listening, Bobby Cass. See you next time. Goodbye.